Okay, a quick survey. Uh, just raise a hand if you've been listening to Christmas carols, maybe on the radio or uh, on the internet or whatever like that. I don't know what your fit, great, lots of you have done. I don't know what your favorite carol is. It might be, there's lots of classics you can choose from, aren't there? So there's uh, O Come, o, o Come All Ye Faithful, there's Heart the Herald Angels, there's the uh, absolute classic, which is uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Just turn to your neighbor and say, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. I don't know, that doesn't feel very cheery and Christmassy. Well, I mean, depending on your grandmother, maybe. But anyway, moving on. Um, <clears throat> one of the most popular carols is, of course, Silent Night. Here's a few lines from that. Silent night, holy night. All is calm, all is bright. Round young virgin, mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace. Sleep in heavenly peace. Okay, quick survey. Raise a hand if you really think it was a completely silent night when Jesus was born. Okay, no one's got a hand up. You only have to be around a newborn child for about 10 nanoseconds to realize it probably wasn't a silent night when Jesus was born. And what about that bit where it says, all is calm? All is calm when there's a newborn baby around in this space there. Uh, I mean... Quick survey, not a survey. Uh, raise a hand if you're a mum and during this past year either you gave birth to a child or you adopted a child or you fostered a child. Just raise a hand if you're, if you're a mum in here. Wow, there's quite a lot of you around them. Let's give them a round of applause, first of all. Congratulations. And you ladies will be the first to tell us that when you have a new child around, it's not a particularly calm environment. It's a joyous one, but there's lots going on. And you can imagine what it was like for Mary in that situation where there's no epidurals or drugs and they haven't got pampers to put on the, on the baby and they've got to work out what to do. There, there's all sorts of action going on around them. But something I've noticed about new parents is this. New parents learn to expect the unexpected. They learn to expect the unexpected. And I think uh, that's a, a phrase which we need to take on board when we think about Jesus, that we should expect the unexpected when we encounter Jesus. Here's um, a few verses for us from Luke's Gospel around the birth of Jesus. Listen for the unexpected in here. While they were there, talk about Mary and Joseph, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. There are some very unexpected things about the birth of Jesus. Now, if you think about when you put up nativity scenes at home, just read, do you, anyone got nativity scene in their house? Okay, children... Did you help to put up, any kids that helped put up a nativity scene? If you did, shout out, I did. <laughs> okay, I'll try that again. Any kids who helped put the nativity scene out, you can shout out, I did. 
All right, a few more voices. Well done, those who helped. And have you noticed, children, or everyone notices, when you get the shepherds out, the shepherds tend to be men with big beards, don't they, in our nativity scenes. Maybe you might get one younger boy. And that's very interesting, because actually, here's the thing. About 2,000 years ago, when Jesus was born, uh, the shepherds who looked after the sheep in the fields around the hills around Bethlehem, the adult shepherds, they're called Bedouins. And unexpectedly, Bedouins almost never spend the night up on the hills with their sheep. Guess who does spend the nights up on the hills with the sheep? It's the children. It's the boys and girls, the younger boys and girls. They're the ones who are up in the hills looking after the sheep at night. And so what that means is this. Kids, listen to this. This is really cool. In all likelihood, the angels announced the birth of Jesus, first of all, to a group of boys and girls like you. So let's just demonstrate this for us in here. If you are aged between, say, four or five years old and up to, say, 14 years old. Would you stand up, please? So if you're 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, stand up. Okay, stand up nice and big. Everyone else, look around the room. Look at all these young people because these are the people to whom God first chose to announce the saviour of everyone has been born. That's unexpected, isn't it, to how we think about things. Kids, you can sit down again. Thank you very much. And then these shepherds, these boys and girls, they encounter these angels, and then they choose to walk into Bethlehem to go and find Jesus for themselves. The only reason they're going is because the angels said, you're going to find the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And then the only reason they go to look in a stable, which of course is a completely crazy place to look for a king, is because the angel says, that's where you need to go. And so this Christmas... We're going to celebrate the birth of Jesus, the birth of the Messiah, in other words, our rescuer, our Lord, our God in human form. And as we think about Jesus at Christmas time, we remember he was born on a chaotic and noisy night in an obscure village to an unwed mother and her scared fiancé who could only find a cattle shed as a delivery room and whose first visitors were a group of child laborers sent by angels in the middle of the night. (laughs) Completely unexpected. And this birth of Jesus and everything surrounding it is so far from anything we would have expected if we were planning it. Think about this. Mary is visited by the archangel Gabriel to tell her that she would have God's baby. Completely unexpected. Joseph finds out that his fiancée is suddenly pregnant by the Holy Spirit, but don't worry, Joe, it's going to be okay. (laughs) Completely unexpected. God personally incarnates himself into human history to unleash his majestic rescue plan for all people across all time and all space, and the way he makes his grand entrance is into a shed filled with farm animals and piles of manure. Completely unexpected unexpected. It wasn't what anyone expected. It, you think of it like this, it didn't look right, it didn't sound right, and, and it certainly didn't smell right, that place where Jesus was born into. The way God operates is often completely unexpected. 
But with him, if we're going to follow Jesus, we have to learn to expect the unexpected. Because the birth of Jesus on that silent-ish night is a completely unexpected gift to everyone. The birth of Jesus might not be what we expected, but hear this, it is far more than we expected. What God brings to us is always far more than what we expect. Uh, Last survey. Raise a hand if you've ever received a good, unexpected gift. Anyone ever had that? Okay, lots of you. If you've never had that, I hope one day you'll get it. Because it's wonderful. In some ways, the unexpected gifts are actually the best gifts, aren't they? Because it's such a wonderful surprise. Even a little small thing. Oh, isn't that lovely? It's fantastic when that happens. And on that night, 2,000 years ago, God gave to us the most unexpected of all gifts. The gift of unconditional love and acceptance. Mercy and forgiveness, redemption and salvation, hope and a future. This gift comes to us in Jesus. It's for every one of us, for girls and for boys, for women and for men. Whatever your story, this gift is for you. Even if you think you don't deserve it. Even if you've messed up so many times you've stopped counting. Even if you stop really believing a while ago and the only reason you're here today is to appease someone in your family. This gift is for you as well. It's for all of us. And in a few moments, we're going to be sharing in communion where we take bread and wine or bread and juice. And as we take those elements, they represent for us the receiving of this unexpected gift that God offers to us. We receive Jesus afresh into our lives. And we remember that this infant Jesus grows up eventually into the adult Jesus who dies on the cross in our place. He takes the full penalty of our sins, of everything that hinders our relationship with God, as Jonathan spoke about a few minutes ago, so that we could be restored into our place as children of the Most High God, as sons and daughters of the King of all kings. And so the invitation today is this. If you want to receive the unexpected Jesus this Christmas time, come and receive communion today. Take it and say yes to Jesus afresh in your life. And then as you share the elements with the next person, that's a symbol of, what, of how what Jesus gives to us is we're to take him and to share it with others around us wherever we go. Because the unexpectedness of Jesus is not just for ourselves, like the young shepherds, we're to go and to see and then we're to take that new unexpected gift back out with us into the everyday fields of our lives.